Today's episode of Who Cares About Men's Health is for guys who are doing pretty well with their health, but maybe would like to do a little bit better and have been struggling to make progress. Who do you go see? Who can help you accomplish your goal? Is it a primary care physician, a nutritionist, a fitness bro with a YouTube channel? Uh, This is Who Cares About Men's Health, providing information, inspiration, and a different interpretation about men's health. And we got a great cast here today. First of all, he is the man that brings the MD. It's my co-host from the emergency, Dr. Troy Madsen. (laughs) That's right. I was trying to think of something that rhymes with C, but I don't have anything, Scott. But yeah, it's me. (laughs) All right. And uh, I'm Scott Singpill. I bring the BS and ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Uh, Producer Mitch is in the mix. Hey, Producer Mitch. Hey there. All right. And then uh, we've got our all-around baller shot caller with a PhD in etology. It's uh, Thunder Jalili. Hey, guys. And our guest today is a listener. He sent in a listener email and had some questions, so we're going to try to answer him as good as we can it's an interesting situation that scott has scott how are you doing so far doing all right i'm doing all right glad to be here scott tell us a little bit about what your situation was so we can set the stage for the conversation so my my situation is i'm a mid-30s male i'm in pretty decent health i'm able to go running once or twice a week. I can run, you know, five kilometers at a time. They're not terribly fast, but they're not terribly slow. I do some biking. Um, back in the before times, I would go swimming. Um, two years ago, I did a sprint triathlon and I finished it, which was my goal. Um, like, so things are going pretty well, but I, you know, my, I have a knee that doesn't really behave much beyond five kilometers. I weigh a little too much. Um, just kind of a lot of things that are a little bit off. My blood pressure is always up a little bit, no matter how much I exercise, it seems. Um, So just kind of everything is a little bit off. And when I went and talked to my primary care physician about it, he pretty much just said, if I bothered every person that came in here with a BMI of 26, that's all I would do every day and kind of pushed me out the door. And so I sent in the question wondering, well, if it's not my primary care physician, who should I go see? You know, is it a physical therapist or whatever? And now I'm here. All right, fantastic. Hey Troy, do you want to give the uh do you want to give the the synopsis uh a la medical style like you would? That's right. This is like residents when they see a patient and they come and present to me and I would basically present Scott's case as a male in his mid 30s. He has a BMI of 26.6, which is a little overweight uh with the BMI of 25 being that overweight category. Reports a blood pressure of 128 over 75, which that top number may be a little on the high side by NIH standards. Uh, it's a little bit above 120, so maybe a little bit elevated. He sounds like exercises fairly regularly, runs a 5K once or twice a week. He bikes. He says he can do five pull-ups. <laughs> That's re- pretty impressive, <laughs> That's actually. Pretty yeah. Maybe, maybe we yeah. spent the rest of the episode talking about that. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, five pull-ups. Well, that was when I when I first read the email, I'm like, Scott, it is the same story with me, like even down to the little bit of BMI, the running, whatever. But when it said five pull-ups, I'm like, that's not. That's, not like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but Mitch, similar to you, he does report some knee pain if he tries mm-hmm. to run a little bit farther than 7K. So I know you've had some knee pain. You've had some ankle issues as well. So, mm-hmm. well, I guess, Scott, is there, I think the first question's for you. Like, is there something that prompted you to really say, hey, okay, this is all right, but I want things to be better? Like, what was it that made you think this and and start asking these questions i guess it's just kind of been a you know over 10 to 15 years of adult life nothing has really changed you know my weight has stayed at about 180 sometimes it goes down a little sometimes it goes up a little but it kind of tends towards the mean um like 
some thoughts of like, you know, I'm getting older and if I could get this under control now, it might make life easier in the future instead of trying to be 55 or 60 and like, oh no, it's retirement's coming up and I'm going to be on the beach every day. Like I'd better start working on that. Like, I don't think it would work. Um, so it was really just a, nothing really seems to be working. I guess I should state that as far as diets and exercise and stuff goes, I haven't tried anything extreme. So I haven't tried any of the, like, cut out all of the carbs or cut out all of the meat or only eat smoothies. Um, I haven't done any crazy exercise regimes um, just because it's important, but I don't want it to become my personality. Thunder, what, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, actually, I had a just a couple questions about the diet exercise component of what you were doing. I, I have a general sense of it, kind of in broad strokes, but could you give me like a little bit of color, like like when you exercise? So it sounds like you run a couple times a week. Is that the main thing do you do or, or, or what else do you do to, to kind of burn calories, so to speak? So that really is like the main thing. Um, I'm an office worker, so I do a lot of sitting, like exclusively sitting. Um, so there's playing with kids and exercise before the pandemic, before I was working at home, I would walk to work, which was about a kilometer there and a kilometer back, which was nice. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it as far as like the exercise is the real thing. Other than that, it's just kind of walking around. If we happen to go for a walk or do some yard work or whatever, like it's just kind of incidental caloric burn. Yeah. So you're going to put them on some extreme exercise program now and diet thunder? (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. start with the weighted vest for uh, 24 hours a day. <laughs> no. well, I think, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Thunder. That, that, that's okay. That's thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, one thing you mentioned that I think is great is you said you try to you know play with kids and walk around and do some of this kind of ancillary exercise. People don't consider that exercise, but actually, it is activity and and all that stuff counts. So. Um, and then, so my other question is kind of about the diet side of things. You mentioned you haven't tried anything extreme, but, but, um, how would you, uh, characterize your diet in terms of variety of foods? You kind of eat like a little everything or are there things you don't like? And, uh, how do you feel about like how much processed foods or fast foods do you typically have in your diet? Um, so I feel like we do pretty well. Um, we generally don't have any sodas, um, like just kind of as a matter of course, Um, throughout the day, it's pretty varied. However, we do lean much more towards the, uh, pasta and carbohydrate side of the spectrum than like meat heavy. Um, but that's not to say we usually end up getting a serving of meat in per day. We like eggs. So there's a decent amount of eggs involved. Um, breakfasts are probably an eat. Well, it's a guilty pleasure essentially, because I don't really like waking up. So it's just get up get a bowl of sugary cereal and be done. Um, but that's more out of convenience okay. than anything yeah. else. And are you a snacker? So throughout the day, no, but it's not uncommon for me to have a snack with my young kids in the morning or the afternoon, but generally mm-hmm. not both as far as like, okay. it's like apples and like the goldfish crackers and you know, a little bit of yeah. that. Uh, what about sodas? I know Thunder, you've talked about this before. Do you, do you drink a lot of sodas or how does that factor into your, into your essentially next to none? Uh, sometimes like for birthdays or whatever, it's nice to grab a, like a ginger beer or something like that. Some sort of like fancy soda, but so it's like a bottle or two a year. You're doing great there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Great. 
And that was one of Scott's frustrations is that he feels like he's kind of done those easy things. Yeah. yeah. Not not to say that you shouldn't ask about those easy things, but, you know, like cutting out soda, that sort of stuff. And yeah, still not the obvious stuff is yeah, you're really yeah. taking care of it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, before we get into it, I mean, just as a little encouragement, it sounds like, you know, you eat fairly well. Um, you try to exercise. You're really not that overweight. So, you know kind of don't don't get too down on yourself right now having said that um a couple things that that i would think about if i were you one is uh you know maybe some different kinds of exercise um it doesn't necessarily have to take more time out of your day but it could be perhaps more efficient and maybe more targeted towards uh building strength um and and burning calories if you have any interest at all in ever going to a gym and some people don't that's totally fine um, it'd be a great idea to like hire a personal trainer for a couple sessions. You know, they're really good about giving you ideas of like what kind of exercises to do, how to use certain, you know, machinery and, and just doing things that are maybe different. And, uh, you know, instead of just going to the gym, like most guys and like bench pressing and doing like arm curls or something, but you know, resistance exercise actually is good for your whole body. So that's, that's one thought. Um, if you don't like that, then, you know, there's, there's other ways to incorporate more exercise into what you do. Um, recognizing your knee limitation. I don't know if you can like, you know, kind of run more than twice a week, but that would be one option. Biking is actually a great alternative to that because obviously it's, it's low impact. So, and it can take about the same amount of time as running. How many minutes of exercise do you think you get a week? Somewhere between 90 and 120. So hour and a half to two hours. That's kind of in the ballpark, isn't it? Thunder? Uh, I think a little higher. I think if it would be higher, that would be better. Um, just in terms of what I've learned about your, about your, you know, weight goals and your health goals. I think, I think if you did a little more, it'd be better. Um, and that would be maybe just short term to kind of get the extra weight off. And then you could go back to a maintenance. Cause I, I know time is important. Like he yeah. doesn't really want to invest a yeah. ton of more time. I know. And see, and, that, and this is the tough part. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Scott you know, the way human beings are built, you know, you look at the human being of, you know, 10,000 years ago, even 5,000 years ago, even now, like primitive cultures, they spend a lot of physical activity, a lot of calorie expenditure in the effort to procure and prepare food that may take hours. Right. And so they don't like exercise per se, but just the act of getting food is a tremendous amount of exercise. Now you fast forward to a modern society where we don't have to do that. We can just go to a store or go to a restaurant and we're just, you know, handed something. We cut out all that other stuff. So when you try to incorporate exercise, you know, kind of in the modern, you know, sense, you, you got to try to make up a little bit for all that lost uh, calorie expenditure, you know, that we had in the past. So we don't have to do anymore. So having said that, you know, probably you want to shoot for more than that 90 minutes or two hours a week. Um, if what's, you don't, it's just going to be harder to, to, to maintain your, your body weight. What's the number you're looking at? 210? Is it 30 minutes a day? Yeah. Yeah. I would say 30 minutes a day is what I would, you know, recommend kind of a, just, just the baseline. And, and it doesn't have to be every day. You know, you can take like a couple of days off and maybe do an hour, five days a week, something like that. But, but, but the reality is you have to just have a little bit more of that activity in there because we're just not built to, to maintain body weight on, on, on just a little bit of activity. So when you're talking about activity, um, what are we really looking at? So when I was giving you the minutes, I was meaning 
like not really counting in the um, warm up, cool down, you know, like get done running and now walk for 10 minutes to cool down. Um, and when you're talking about other exercises, what should I really be looking for? Is it really just the fact that I am exercising? Or if we're talking about a pulse, are we wanting to get the pulse up above a certain level? Because my pulse is a lot higher when I'm running versus when I'm biking. But are, is a minute of running and a minute of biking comparable? Scott, I'm going to give the quote that I know everyone loves. <laughs> this is the Matthew McConaughey rule. <laughs> I've quoted Matthew McConaughey before. His rule of thumb, which I love, is he says, just do something every day that makes you sweat. And he doesn't, you know, and, you know, obviously I'm sure he has a personal trainer and all kinds of other things, but <laughs> there's something to be said for that about not worrying about metrics and pulse and this and that. I think if you can do something every day for 30 minutes that, you know, whether it's biking or running or a vigorous walk, or maybe it's, maybe it's like some thunder said, doing some resistance training. Maybe you don't like going to the gym gets just, so maybe if there's a way you can stand and like do just some free weights or something while you're working, I think anything you can just do just once a day, it's just incorporating it to get your heart rate up a bit. I think that makes a huge difference. Let me also throw in there too. So I have uh, two or three kettlebells in my office and every 50 minutes, do you try to stand up every hour? I mean, I try to stand up every 50 minutes, every 55 minutes, but I take that five or 10 minutes and I'll, I'll do some push-ups, or I'll grab those kettlebells and it's called the rack position and I'll do some squats or something, you know, some of those big muscle exercises. And Troy, you can tell me if I'm making this up, but I thought that there was some research out there that said exercise doesn't have to be the continual 30 minutes. You can do little exercise snacks. You could have a little five minute session where you do some squats some deadlifts some overhead presses with those kettlebells and then go back to work. And I find it gets my brain going again. It wakes me up and I'm better equipped to take that next hour. So can I add a couple of, uh, other perhaps easy things? Sure. Uh, Scott, you like to go on after dinner walks? That's an easy thing to do. I do like to do that. Sometimes it's difficult with the little kids because we're all kind of getting tired and grumpy. But yes, we do like doing yeah. that. Yeah, so that's 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 an easy one. Um, I always encourage people to maybe do some of their own chores around the house. I mean, I know like in my neighborhood, everybody hires someone to do their lawn. I'm like the only one in a five-mile area that actually does his own lawn. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it makes me sweat, you know, getting to Troy's point. So... You know, things like that, because um, it does add up. And I think a, a great thing, too, a, a couple points here. Thunder, you talked about, you know, be sure and give yourself credit. You really are doing a good job. Like, obviously, you want to optimize things, but you're doing very well. You're doing a lot of exercise. Sounds like you've really focused on some of the, the big things on diet. Uh, but I think it's really important you know, you mentioned like, yeah, I haven't done any crazy diets. I'm not doing any super extreme exercise stuff. And I worry sometimes that we feel like we have to do those things to really get healthy. But I think if you can just say, hey, this is where I am. What can I do to just do something every day? Like right now you're doing stuff a few times a week. Is there a way you can incorporate stuff into your just your daily routine? Anything just to get 20 to 30 minutes of getting your heart rate up a bit just once a day, uh, every day. I, I'm sure after a month of doing that, you'll start to see some returns from that. Okay. That, that sounds good. I mean, while we were talking about it, I was worrying like, okay, this kind of sounds like do a little bit more and you'll see essentially more of the same. But I, I hope that there I, can be differences um, after a month or two of more consistent activity through the day. 
Yeah. And, and I think that's important too, because a lot of times we jump in and we want to do something and we want to see results fairly quickly. But I think if you just say, hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do something now every day where I've been doing something a few times a week and I'm going to give it four weeks and then I'm going to reevaluate and see where things are. Um, I think it's important to do that just to make that commitment, that four week commitment. And again, just looking at where you are now, looking at how successful you've been to this point, and then just thinking, just adding that little more, you know, you figure if you can do something every day, you're going to increase your, at least those times your heart rates up, you're going to increase that by at least 50% a week in terms of total time. Um, I'm sure you're going to see some results with that. So I feel like we've talked about the physical part of the equation. Thunder, is there a nutritional part that you would like to explore a little bit further? And then um, I want both of you gentlemen to think about, um, like, is there anything else? Thanks, Scott. So, yeah, um, there are a couple things with nutrition that that come to mind. Um, one thing that I, that I ask people to evaluate in their own diet and, and I haven't, you know, obviously seen like your diet in detail. I just kind of know the broad strokes, but, um, what are your portion sizes? You know, think about that. Are they just right? Are they a little much? Um, are they chronically too low? That actually can be a bad thing. Cause if you're always kind of semi starving yourself, you're actually reducing your, your metabolic rate and it'll make it easier to gain weight, um, harder to lose weight. So portion sizes is one thing to kind of, you know, um, consider. And the other thing to consider is um, how much um, meat and animal products do you eat? Now, I'm not telling you you have to be like a complete vegan or anything, but uh, people who eat less meat also tend to have a little easier time maintaining their, their body weight. And actually, I know Troy has had some personal experiences with this, so he can he can perhaps share a personal story, but... but um, I know when I went to a lower meat diet, um, I, I, I think I lost like a couple pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm like on me, a couple pounds is a lot. And it like right away. And it never really came back as I kind of kept that, you know, vegetarian or semi-vegetarian approach. So that's another thing to think about it as you look at your own diet. Then the last thing is think about visiting a dietitian. And I'm saying this because one of the things you were kind of, um, you know, a little, um, uh, disgruntled with is, is, you know, I don't have any time to talk to my physician. I don't know where to go, you know, for some of this information. You know, if you, if you talk with a dietitian, if you book an appointment with a dietitian, they will give you half an hour or an hour as part of your appointment. And you can just talk. You can ask them questions. You can tell them about your diet. You can get their opinion. You know, they, that time is, is there for you. And I think that's something that you just don't find in the modern medical system because, you know, a doctor may only have 10 or 15 minutes or whatever, you know, to see you or 20 minutes, and then he has to move on to the next patient who perhaps is much sicker than you and actually needs the attention. So, so I would consider the dietitian. Okay. I have a question about the first point that you brought up as far as portion sizes. Um, yeah. I haven't done calorie counting or anything like that because it's kind of hard when you're preparing your own food. I mean, if it comes from a box, it's pretty easy to look on the box and say, I ate this much. Um, so as far as portion sizes, I just try and make it so that I stop eating before I'm full. And that's kind of just been how I've been doing it. But I do recognize I could probably eat a little bit less without starving myself, um, which is probably something that needs a, to happen. That's a very intelligent way of, of going about it, you know, stopping to eat before you're, you're completely full. 
Um, yeah, that's, uh, and, and another kind of trick is perhaps try to eat a little slower. Again, I have no idea if you're a slow eater or a fast eater, but, but that's another approach that, that I know people have used. And smaller plates too. I use a smaller plate. Um, you know, you get those big dinner plates. I take the next size down and I find that, uh, you know, cause you see the big plate, right. And you want to fill that plate with food. Otherwise it doesn't look right. So that might be another thing. And, and I know that kind of some of the stuff we're talking about kind of, what's, what's your honest opinion of it, Scott? Do you just kind of feel like it's more of the same or do you just feel like, Oh, these are dumb. These, these things won't work. They're too easy. Like where are you at? I was expecting a little bit more of like a cheerleader type thing of like, yeah, you can totally do it. Whereas I feel like we've touched several times about like, yeah, you should like just be chill. Like you should be, you should be happy for where you, where you're at right now. Um, but it is, it, it is nice to sit here and talk and have people say that like, Hey, if you, when you get up from your chair while you're working, if you just like do some push ups, you know, grab some weights, do something, get your heart rate up for a couple of minutes, you might actually see some changes. That is something that I have not really tried. And so I'm excited to try that out. Yeah, I guarantee you'll see differences here, Scott. And it doesn't have to be a dramatic effort. And Thunder kind of alluded to this a little bit. And I've talked about a little bit about my experience previously. And my big issue was my cholesterol. Uh, my cholesterol levels were surprisingly high when I got them checked. And so I, I tried a vegetarian diet, uh, which I've continued now for many years, and that definitely helped. Um, and then I got to a point where I just started just, you know, you said you're doing like a 5K a few times a week. I just said, I'm just going to try and run just two miles a day. So just two miles a day every day. And I said, I'm going to do it every day because then I don't have an excuse not to do it because I'm like, well, I do it every day. And I found that just made such a big difference, just doing that and just trying to incorporate that. And then it allowed me to then look and say, well, this is where I am. Can I increase this? And then kind of build from there. But I think these small changes, again, looking where you are now and just making a small change to increase that to just every day, something to get your heart rate up, something to, to make you sweat, get working out a little bit. I definitely see you're, think you're going to see a difference with that. And um you know, like Thunder talked about maybe some some things with your diet as well, where you can look at there and maybe portion size, uh, maybe not eating till you're completely full, things like that. Uh, and, and again, in your situation, we're just we're kind of talking about fine tuning things. Like, again, I know your primary care physician said you're doing well, and I think you are doing really well. Uh, but I, I also see exactly where you're coming from. And I think this will help you get more to optimizing things. Hey, Scott, this is Thunder. In full honesty. Um, I actually exercise every day, uh, like Troy, I, I like six to seven days a week, I'll do something. So, you know, like I said, there's sometimes no substitute for volume because our bodies are kind of meant for a lot more activity. It's just our, the context of our modern society makes it kind of tough. So that, that's something to consider, but really, uh, talking with a dietitian, you'll get a lot more of like what we're doing here and really a chance to kind of explore the nuances of your diet that I don't think we could do on a show because like, I'm not looking like at your, you know, five day food diary or anything to, to have like specifics to kind of jump on. Hey, Troy, I got a question for you. So if Scott, um, you know, tries to amp the activity up to 30 minutes a day and then goes to dietitian and finds a few little small changes, uh, in the diet, is that going to help the blood pressure? I mean, I think we all can agree those types of changes could eventually help the 
the BMI, but what about, uh, and the cholesterol, as Thunder said, but what about the blood pressure? Wait, before Troy answers that, let me just say one thing. Blood pressure taken in a doctor's office, as Troy can probably attest to, is not always the most accurate because there's, you know, some people are nervous or pressure is a little high. So I would say if you had your blood pressure checked a lot and it's always around there, then it's legit. If that's just kind of like one measurement you've done and that's what it happened to be, I wouldn't put too much stock in it. Agreed. Yeah. I, I always tell people that, especially in the ER, I say, do not base anything on what your blood pressure is here. You really need readings over months and months and you know, usually at home while you're relaxed, home blood pressure cuff. And if there's any concern, usually your doctor will do that. So honestly, as I see your blood pressure, I'm not really concerned. I can see your concerns, BMI being a little high, cholesterol being a little bit high. But I think the answer to your question, Scott, is absolutely. I think you're going to see differences across the board as your weight comes down a little bit, maybe you lose five to 10 pounds. I think you'll probably see your blood pressure come down a bit as well, probably as a response also to just the regular exercise. I think that's going to make a big difference there. And, you know, before you get your cholesterol checked, I'd give it six months in a new routine and see these other things come down. And I think at the six month mark, you'll get your cholesterol checked. And I think you'll see improvements there as well. How important is it to have variety in your exercise life? Um, I can't remember who it was. It was probably Troy that said that he went running like two miles every day. Um, is it better just variety in the spice of life sort of way? Or does it, does our body really care that much? You know, 30 minutes of sweating is 30 minutes of sweating. You know, the big thing I'd encourage is try to try to bring in uh, some uh, some resistance training. I think just from what you're telling us, I think that's one thing you could really do right now and just bring that into your routine while you're working just with some free weights, just some dumbbells or kettlebells or whatever you like and do that uh, along with what you're doing with the running and then maybe throw in some biking or like Thunder mentioned, maybe an evening walk, things like that that uh, are easy enough to add on. Hey, Troy, do uh, physical therapists, uh, physical therapy um like uh, places you go for that, do they do they teach any like strength training, like band band resistant band training? If that's what Scott wanted to try or anything like that, I think a physical therapist. I think Scott, if you went to someone for your knee specifically and some of the joint issues you've had, that might be helpful. Because typically, I think most physical therapists are going to focus on weak areas and pain that you're having. So I'm sure they could talk to you about that. And if that's a limitation in terms of what you're able to do uh, cardiovascular wise, whether it's running or um, whatever else you're trying to do at this point, uh, that may be a consideration. I think if you just went in there, just generally said, well, I want resistance training, et cetera. I don't know that they would be the best person for that. But for some of these chronic issues, I think they could be helpful. And one other uh, kind of plug for the personal trainer, if, if you find a good trainer, the other thing that they'll do, Scott, is they'll, they'll kind of try to evaluate where you're at with your current condition. Um, I'll tell you right now, like most, most men in their 30s and beyond, they have weak hamstrings, they have weak low back muscles, they have kind of weak core muscles. So <clears throat> those types of uh, you know, areas can be, can be augmented with, with resistance training, right? So so that's that's another kind of reason to to you know kind of seek out other kinds of help. Now, a physical therapist would be a great trainer. Um, it's just uh, you'd have to kind of go through the medical route to get that. And, and as Troy said, it would be kind of targeted towards you know maybe an area that's injured that needs to be rehabilitated. And and I think part of what we're trying to get you to to think about is 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 not just dealing with your injury, but going forward, you know, increasing your whole body resistance training. You know, not only to burn calories, but also you know, 
uh, keep you strong as you as you go forward in years. And I think too, you know, Scott, originally when we got your email and we talked about this, we thought, wow, that is a you know certainly a, a common dilemma of really trying to optimize. Where do you really go in the healthcare system to get that? And yeah, you can try on self education and reading and all that, but there are different health systems that will have certain programs set up that incorporate so many of these different factors. Uh, University of Utah has peak fitness that has different things, you know, like Thunder talked about a dietitian, uh, you know, they do the bod pod testing, they have uh, other specialists you can cons- consult with personal trainers, all those sorts of things. Intermountain Health also has a similar thing through their LiveWell centers. So depending on your insurance, that may be something to look into. Usually with these, there is an out of pocket fee, but they can also offer a lot of these people who can help really look at where you are and help give you this advice. And and like Thunder said, you can really pick their brain and try and learn from them. I think this is why we have so many people now who market themselves as health coaches and nutritionists and trainers and wellness coaches and so on and so forth, because they're trying to address the gap that's existing now in the in the healthcare system. Going to try to wrap this episode up. So, um, you know, uh, through the process of communication, we are trying to kind of come up with solutions and solve problems. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes that can get a little overwhelming. I'm overwhelmed for you, Scott, and I have a fairly decent understanding of all the issues here. So I want to ask you, and I've been taking notes, so I'm prepared to give a summary, but I want to ask you what you think your steps forward might be, keeping in mind that it doesn't need to be a wholesale change. It's just those small little things. Are there a couple of small things you think you could do now consistently uh, that, that you heard today? What do you think? Um, I think that some of the low hanging fruit would be like having some sort of weights, some sort of resistance training that I can, you know, when I stand up periodically do something. I mean, there's body weight training like push ups and sit ups, whatever. Um, so I think that that's something that I could definitely do. Um, maybe eating a little bit less. I am planning on contacting a dietitian. That seems like something that I would be able to do, um, pretty easily wouldn't require much face to face stuff. Um, or only once or twice at, versus like a personal trainer type situation. Um, but I am very interested in getting a personal trainer. I think that if I tried to get more, more minutes of exercise in the week and then go and, you know, meet with a personal trainer a couple times, you know, once, once a week for a month and then see where I can go from there. I feel like there's a lot of directions to go. And I feel like this has been a very helpful conversation, I guess, to wrap it all up. And you don't feel overwhelmed right now? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Well, let me let me just wrap it up then, Scott, because I, I think the big point I want you to understand is you're doing great. I mean, that's the bottom line. You really are doing well. Your numbers are sounds like just a little bit off. Certainly give yourself credit for everything you've done. And just, again, you sounds like you've got some very specific things you can do. I think it's important to implement those things. Give it a month. Commit give it a month and then reevaluate. But it uh, sounds like you're on the right track. You're talking about small changes, right? Because like Troy said, you're close to where you want to be. So, you know, like just the fact you want a small change that just requires small change. It's not like you're completely in terrible health and it's going to be a complete lifestyle overhaul. So I think those small changes would really make a difference. Consistency. We hear time and time again, is uh, cool. And and don't do anything crazy. You don't have to do anything crazy with your diet. I'm so glad to hear that. Hey, Scott, um, we would like to check back in with you maybe in a in, in four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, see where you're at. 
I'm okay checking back in in a couple of weeks. Um, honestly, the pressure of needing to come back onto a podcast and tell them, hey, <laughs> like, there's been progress is probably one of the most effective tools that. <laughs> yeah, the accountability, it really does make a difference. Yeah. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's have you back on. And, you know, like I said, you want to give it enough time to, to really get a chance to do it. So maybe six weeks. I think that six weeks would probably be a decent indicator that there should be some movement on one of these dials by then. And I think you hit at the very end of the conversation, another component that we could have talked about. And that is having somebody that you're accountable to have an accountability partner. When I used to work out with a partner, there were days I didn't want to go, but I would go for that partner. Um, you know, we're kind of your accountability partners right now. So that might be something else. Somebody is listening might find benefit. You know, if you've got a couple of people you go out running with and you're accountable to them, then, you know, that can make a huge difference. So, Scott, um, we look forward to talking to you in six weeks. Um, send us any emails along the way. If you have questions, feel free to let us know. Uh, if you just even want to check in via email, if you have any questions, uh, that would be awesome. And thanks for caring about men's health, Scott. Ah, thank you for caring about men's health. I really appreciate it. Wanted to thank Dr. Madsen and Thunder coming with some great advice today. Hopefully, Scott uh, got a little something out of that conversation. Hopefully, you did, too. So if you're kind of in a similar situation, maybe a couple of your uh, you know tests from the doctor came back a little high, whether it's cholesterol or blood sugar or blood pressure, a couple small changes, if otherwise you're doing pretty good, can make a big, huge difference. Certainly worked for Troy. So hopefully you picked something out that you could work on as well. If you did, or if you'd like to give some advice to Scott, you can hit us up at our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash who cares men's health and go ahead and DM us there or put a post up on the wall. You can also email us, hello at thescoperadio.com. And you can leave a voicemail message, too, if you call 601-55-SCOPE. And the most important thing, I should have put this first, but I put it last, is if you found value in this podcast and you know somebody else in your life that would find this episode useful, sharing it goes a long way to help us get word out about our podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring about men's health. 